Sometimes you want to be an expert, but then you become unprofessional. Welcome back, fight fans, party people, elderly people, cats, snakes, chickens, ducks, twerkers. I am JMC. You are now tuned into the unprofessional expert. Go ahead, like, follow, subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a grandparent to share it with an aunt. Because if you do not, I will fight you in real life. We are located on all socials. For example, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Also, you can check us out on any podcast station that you like. For example, Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, and more. Basically, wherever you listen to your podcast, just search the Unprofessional Expert Podcast and get tuned in. And just to give a little bit of insight on the Unprofessional Expert Podcast and what it means, maybe where that name came from, it actually does have a deeper meaning for me. I did fall in love with the sport of boxing at age 15. I've been watching, analyzing, studying the sweet science And ever since, it's something that I just couldn't get enough of. Now, 17 years later, I've combined what I would call expert knowledge to deliver it to you in the most unprofessional way. So basically, if you let me tell it, I do have a master's degree from the online school of throwing hands. And thus, the unprofessional expert platform is born. It's basically a lifestyle for someone whose book smarts solely comes from experience so that does give me all the knowledge needed to sit up here and talk about the sweet science all right that is enough history for today be sure to tune in in the future for more history lessons as necessary this week in boxing we did have a super middleweight clash between jaime munguia and a game john Ryder. John Ryder did solely rely on his counterpunching abilities in this matchup, which really took away from the offensive firepower that you would need to combat a young champion who fights with that aggressive Mexican style that Jaime has. Now, Jaime is actually very flawed defensively, but John Ryder just wasn't able to capitalize on that, and he was ultimately walked down and eventually stopped for the very first time in his career. But that outcome for me was absolutely no surprise because we are talking about a Jaime Munguia who does boast an undefeated 43-0 record with 34 KOs. He won his first world title back in 2018. So for the better part of six years he has held some form of a championship title fighting on a championship level now that's six years we're talking about of top tier talent but during that entire time frame he's never fought an a-list talent he's only fought b-list guys no disrespect because b-list talent is great but it's just not top tier we're talking about the likes of gabriel rosada just really random guys who aren't at the top of their sport. And so, Jaime Munguia, it's time. You had a great showing. This, once again, was a step up in competition, but we really need the big dogs. And for me, the most intriguing part 
about this entire matchup was the tweet that came from the WBC interim super middleweight champion David Benavidez. And he said that he has been effectively ducked. That is easy work for him. He's talking about an easy knockout. Those are extremely bold words coming from the champ, but I just can't say that I disagree. I think he's on to something and the entire world is waiting for Jaime Munguia to step it up in competition. All right, so that was the recap that no one asked for on Jaime Munguia. Hopefully better things to come for his career. Make sure to stay up to date with everything going on in the boxing world by heading over to the socials and checking out the upcoming fight schedule that is updated as necessary with all the important big time major boxing events. So that does lead to a fight announcement coming March 30th for the very first PBC event on Amazon Prime, which, yes, it will be a pay-per-view. Starting with that undercard, we do have the recently demolished Sebastian Fundora, who did suffer a knockout of the year type of loss last April. He actually hasn't stepped back into the ring since, and he now has a title fight opportunity. The WBC did strip Charlo from his belt due to inactivity and also got into some legal trouble. And now Sebastian Fundora gets denied. He is matched up against a line cook from Benny Hanna. He'll get the chance to fight for that super welterweight championship. That does get followed up by a title defense by the veteran Erislandi Lara. Not the most exciting fighter, but he's cagey. He's good. He's crafty. He does hold the WBA middleweight strap. And he is also matched up against the manager at Arby's. So we'll see what happens in that title fight. Now, the real action starts with the co-main event, and that is Roley Romero versus Isak Cruz. Cruz is a five-foot bulldozer. He'll be looking to break Roley down. Hopefully, Roley has enough strength to make Cruz take a step back. If not, we can possibly be hearing and new at the end of this matchup. But for the sake of entertainment, I would say Roley is very interesting as a personality and i feel like boxing needs those type of characters so if it were up to me i would like for roley to retain his strap and for that main event it is the australian tim zoo versus keith one time thurman thurman is coming off of an extended layoff um, he did move up and wait for this matchup and it's right into a title fight i like keith thurman talent wise but ring rust is definitely a real thing. And I just can't help but think that it's going to take him a few rounds to get adjusted. And by that time, he could be behind on the cards looking for a big punch to win the fight. Tim Zhu isn't a bad fighter, but he isn't really a great fighter. He doesn't really have a standout quality. That one thing that sets him apart from everyone else. If Keith Thurman was active, I would definitely pick him for this matchup. But because of that ring rust and he's jumping right into a title fight, if I had to pick someone, I'll go ahead and say that Tim Zhu does retain his strap in this matchup. Today's episode does feature motivation in the most professional way possible. So for no reason other than to get the people going, it is now time for a praise break. You're welcome. 
special shout out to the United Church of Throwing Hands for that praise break. And that there was specifically for those who believe in the saying, try Jesus, but not me because I fight. In other news, Shakira Twitterson did announce a fake retirement. I'm sorry, that is Shakur Stevenson. But I will say this. He is too young and also too talented to retire from the beautiful sport of boxing. And I do think he hasn't even reached his prime just to be frustrated over the politics. We all know that boxing is a heavy political sport. Is he a boring fighter? Absolutely. That comes without question. But he is, once again, extremely talented. And it isn't always the fighter's fault that they can't get these favorable or those fan friendly matchups. Shakur was obviously shaded by the WBO once they ordered the Mexican star Navarrete the opportunity to fight against a relatively unknown opponent for that step up in that championship fight rather than name Shakur the mandatory opponent. So that was a bit of a trigger for him. He really would have liked that matchup and I also believe that Neverete would have been a perfect opponent for Shakur's style. It really could have showcased an exciting fight had he been named that mandatory. But that leads me to my next point. These sanctioning bodies have to do a better job of giving the fans what they want. Boxing is already so politically driven. It's a sport filled with egos, bad promoters, television network deals, prideful fighters who don't want to lose when the sanctioning body mandates basically a joe schmo for a title shot it does absolutely nothing to further the sport it doesn't bring it back to the glory days when the best only fought the best i do somewhat understand shakira twitterson's frustration but he also needs to make himself a more marketable fighter he's got to add some firepower he needs to bring more excitement to the Shakur Stevenson experience rather than what we have been getting from him in the ring and I believe once he does that once he is exciting to watch then politics could potentially play in his favor he's just too young to walk away he's a current champion there are some great matchups out there we almost got the Frank Martin fight. Those arguments on Twitter are really spicy. He's been calling those guys out, Devin Haney, Gervonta. If we could actually get one of those fights, I do think it could even be an instant classic. So it's just a matter of him playing the long game, him fighting those guys that he can fight. It's not the greatest thing currently in the moment for fight fans, but once he really builds that catalog and makes it to where he just can't be avoided, or he could even potentially move up in weight to get you know that top-tier opponent, that A-class fighter. But I don't think he should walk away from the sport. He's not the first person to deal with politics, and he won't be the last. Shakur Stevenson, as boring as you are, we actually need you in the sport of boxing. All right, so once... He does announce his comeback like Jordan wearing a 4-5. Hopefully it's not to play games with people and he starts knocking heads off of shoulders. Interesting to see if he actually stays retired. You know, some guys use that uh, retirement thing as a way to just take a break, uh, take some time off. But uh, we'll see Shakur again. Uh, Mr. Stevenson will be back. More importantly, I have something to talk about, which is I just dropped the top 20 
fighters of all time list. Now, this is extremely important because without list, without rankings, what is there to argue about? You can't just let someone be great. You always have to compare them to someone else, someone else who did it either while they did it before them or someone who is to come. But these are the most important arguments because they are fully opinion based and they can go on for forever and ever and ever and ever. Keep in mind that this list was meticulously curated by the mind of an expert. Coming in at number one, we do have Sugar Ray Leonard. That is not debatable. And if you do think it is debatable, go ahead and drop a comment at me. Respond to me. Let me see what your number one fighter of all time is. But for me at the Unprofessional Expert Podcast, it is Sugar Ray Leonard. So I'm not going to name all 20 guys. Go ahead and go on socials. Check it out. Whatever social you would like and take a look at the list. Argue with me if you would like. I will argue back. I am completely comfortable talking crazy to people online. So with that being said, once again, Sugar Ray Leonard comes in at number one. Drop down to number five, Iron Mike Tyson, an absolute fan favorite. I don't see why anyone would disagree with me on that. Let's skip down to number 10, a current great. And once again, another person that is completely undebatable, and that is Terrence Bud Crawford. Yes, he is already top 10 of the 20 best fighters of all time. All right, so let's skip to 15. We have the exciting Roy Jones Jr., an absolute legend in the sport of boxing. He deserves a spot on this list. And if we continue, I'm going to jump down to 20. Shout out to the ladies because none of this is possible without the contribution that the ladies bring to the sport. So I did input Clarissa T-Rex Shields. She is the only... The only undisputed champion in three different weight classes. So that is very important when you ask why she is on this list. And to put that in context, Terrence Crawford recently did it in two weight classes, but no one has done it in three other than Clarissa Shields. So I did go ahead and throw in an honorable mention, my guy, Aaron the Hawk Pryor. If you feel like this list is biased, can't say that I care. Aaron the Hawk Pryor is important to boxing and he needs to be on this list. I did also include Sugar Shane Mosley because he actually killed Antonio Margarito. And I also like Miguel Cotto, another fan friendly fighter. Go ahead and check out the list. Top 20 fighters of all time. Let's debate. Let's talk about it. Let's get this conversation going. But those are some of the legends of the sport of boxing, the sweet science, those who are very good at the art of throwing hands. That is the news this week in boxing. A couple of exciting things happen. More to come. We do have some future matchups. I'll make sure to give previews, reviews, news, and all important information in regards to the sport. With that being said, you are tuned in. You are about to be tuned out of the Unprofessional Expert Podcast. Go ahead, like, share, subscribe, tell a friend, to tell a grandparent, to tell an aunt, to share it with a cousin, because if you do not, we can glove up and go a couple of rounds. 
with that being said, once again, I am JMC. Until next time.